Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. If you're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists from all around the world. Welcome to episode number 201. Now today, our friend Rob Balducci comes back on the show after, I don't know, about five years absence. It's uh, great to have Rob back. He's an amazing high-energy rock instrumentalist, great player. We talk about his new album, Transcendence, which is fantastic. We talk about Rob's ongoing relationship with Ibanez and Damasio. He's been endorsed by both of those companies for over 30 years. And we also talk about some really cool software Rob has been developing with Overloud THU. Rob's had rave reviews from Guitar World, Guitarist for the Practicing Musician, Guitar Magazine UK, and none other than Steve Vai, who notes that Rob strikes a beautiful balance between technical delivery and emotional investment in the song, which is super high praise indeed. All right, let's jump straight into the conversation with Rob Balducci. Rob Balducci, welcome back to the Guitar Speak podcast. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for having me back. Oh, um, mate, it's great. It's been a while, but we had a lot of fun the last time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I was going back, I think uh, that was late 2016, so it's over five years ago. I can't believe it. That's there's a yeah. lot that's happened, obviously, but it's it's flown by. I know. So you're you're sitting in a new studio. This is Blue Buddha V two. Yeah, I call it yeah, I call it Blue Buddha two point <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, since the last time we spoke and the last record, uh, I ended up moving. Uh, you know, so in New York, you know. We, we tried to find a place that at least had an extra room so that I could have a studio yeah, in it, you great. know. And uh, yeah, I mean, I actually liked it because it's it's. I was in the other place for such a long time that you know, you when you could start fresh, you, you could like neaten it up, you know. So now I'm like big into trying to keep it as neat as possible, mm -hmm. and uh, I was able to redo like this the the studio, and I got the guitars hanging on the walls and stuff, and. Uh, so I made it. I made it. I got a little, uh, a, a little rack case here now for all my pedals and stuff. So yeah, it's, it looks it's awesome. a lot of fun. That's very a lot cool. of work, but a lot of fun. Nice, <laughs> nice. Hey, tell me about New York. So, again, five years plus since we spoke last time. Obviously, the the pandemic has shifted so many things. Um, what's happening with music? Are, are gigs back? Are people making music? What's the story? Well, you know, looks like it's starting to come back but you know you know if you if you you know i kind of 
I myself with my band, we, we kind of still are kind of playing a little bit safe. You know, you could see, you see with other artists, I mean, big bands, you know, like uh, some people were supposed to start earlier in the year and then they canceled it and now they're going in August. Yeah. If you know, uh, you know, I keep track of all guitar plays and everybody and you know satriani was had a tour coming up he has a new record he moved it to 2023 yeah um so you know I, and i i talked to a lot of people overseas with my with some of my endorsements and stuff and like you know europe and and is is still so, sort of like you know still feeling it out so sure we're, we're kind of be we're kind of being careful we're gonna like kind of wait and see how things go yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, you know, I've been, I got some new equipment to try and do like, uh, you know, now you could do like live stuff, uh, you know, live, uh, streaming stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I think I'm going to start to do more of that. I, you know, I really never jumped on the whole streaming bandwagon, but now I, I figured, you know, something to promote the record. I could say, Hey, you know, join me today and I'll do, you know, something, something for people to look out for on social media. And I'll say, you know, I'm going to do songs from transcendence today and then you know maybe two weeks from then i'll I'll do another thing i'll concentrate on color of light you know album h21 mm-hmm. album do like different songs with backing tracks and stuff like that so i mean try and make it interesting yeah cool that's great that's great and where are the other guys in your band from are they new york locals they're as well? from new york too okay, yeah so, so you know we're, we're keeping in touch yeah. you know uh, i think my drummer kenji he's kind of like itching to get out <laughs> uh, to play yeah but uh you know even like you know like uh nam this year that they made it in june it's like one of the i i didn't go uh last year they had it online but like yeah. uh I'm, I'm not gonna go i'm gonna wait sure uh, and you know we usually do like we were playing the guitar the dallas guitar show yeah uh, and we didn't get we didn't do that this year either you know the other thing is we haven't played in such a long time mm-hmm. that uh I have to really like schedule stuff. Uh, we have to get back together with the band, practice yeah. before we book shows because I don't want to go play and with and be rusty, you know. So there's a lot. There's a lot involved. <laughs> hey Rob, congratulations on the new album Transcendence. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm I'm excited about it. I, I you know it took a it took a while to get done get. Uh, to finish and to work on and stuff but uh yeah. you know uh that's that, i think that goes with uh i was never one to put records out very quick after each other anyway yeah sure because i feel that um you know i feel that you need to you need to experience uh life and stuff to get inspiration and uh you know that i think that's a unique a unique thing about my records is that they each kind of have their own thing going on and I can't, you know, this one again is a different record. It's still, you know, Rob Baldici, but you know, you, your songwriting changes. Your again, your studio changes. What you use to record changes. Yeah. Uh, so I think it, it has its own, you know, kind of unique thing going on. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I thought that listening to it, it there were, there were like I said, a lot of Rob Balducci vibes on there, of course. Um, but it did feel different again from say uh, our last conversation. We spoke a lot about Eight One Two Monroe. Yeah. And yeah, it just feels like it's a, a very fresh, different statement as well. So that's kind of cool. So I guess the, the time that you spend and the, the crafting of, of each, each song in a new space, I guess, leads to that. So that's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. 
I mean, you think of bands like, I don't know, ACDC. Angus has admitted they've made the same record for 40 years. And <laughs> and that's <laughs> fine. That's great. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can have too much of a good thing. But uh, on the other hand, yeah, seeing how, how you've grown as an artist and, and you keep you keep pushing the envelope is, is awesome. Yeah, I mean, you, you, get, you, get, you, you figure that, you know, especially it's instrumental music. So, yeah. you know, you... You know, it's it's hard to, and a guitar players, you know, we all we all like to play certain things and certain keys and whatever. So yeah. you need something. You got to keep it fresh uh, to come out with, uh, you know, something that's going to inspire you. And, and I really think that has to do with like my whole process about what how I write and um, you know pushing yourself. You know, maybe using a little different. Uh, sounds and stuff mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's one thing about this record i was really able to concentrate on because being in in uh, uh recording it myself especially uh, some of it was done in, in the pandemic and then some of it was mixing was done in the pandemic that you i was able to like uh really for each song sort of like hone in on what i wanted it to sound like uh and then i was able to experiment with guitars with amps, with different speakers, you know, majority of this record was done with, uh, uh, two notes audio, you know, eight, I would say 85% was done okay. with my torpedo yep. studio with using those IRs and stuff. So you really could experiment with tones and, and, and I think that's the, I think that's a cool thing about it. So, uh, about like, uh, recording stuff in your own environment it could be a curse as well because you could go crazy, like trying to do <laughs> stuff, but, um, you know, when you're recording stuff, what I, how I used to record when you were doing it in normal studios was, especially because you, you, you had to pay for the time, was we would kind of get a guitar sound. And I, I remember doing this, like we would, we would do all the rhythms to all the tracks, all the back, you know, the, the you know, doubling of the guitar rhythm, mm -hmm. cleans, whatever. Then it was time to do the melodies and the solos. And I would kind of get a, tr a sound that I thought I liked. Yeah. And then we would like bang through the songs. Maybe I would switch guitars, a couple of pedals. Yeah. But the, the you know, the initial, the initial sound was sort of similar. Okay, sure. And I, sure. I, I think that's a cool thing with this record that kind of each song has its unique character to it. Awesome. And that comes across definitely. So that's, that's super cool. You mentioned, Thanks. you mentioned the writing process. How, how do you write? What do you have? Do you have methods? Do you have? patterns that you well, are practices yeah <laughs> this is a i i've been like doing this this uh this thing through this writing process of mine since since i started and you know it, it used to be hard now it's you know as you get used to it uh it kind of I, I got kind of got used to it and uh but really you know it it uh, like i was saying in our early in our conversation with uh you know i kind of pull inspiration and song ideas from what's going on in my life mm -hmm. at the time. So yeah. if you take a 21, that's a period of my life. And those songs are written around that period. Same thing with the album before that. So it depends what's going on. You know, you know there could be negative stuff going on. So, that, so the album's going to reflect that, you know, this record, it was a really, uh, it's really a personal record. All of my records are personal, but this one in particular there was that period of like 2016 and, and, and up to now where like, you know, I was dealing with my, my, both of my parents ended up getting sick and uh, I ended up taking care of them. You know, they, they both ended up passing away. Uh, 
but uh, that was the inspiration behind you know the record that's you know the titles has to do with that the okay, each song yeah. has a certain meaning uh in relation to what what was happening at the uh, at the time sure Rob, I'm really sorry to hear that. I um, it's it's hard to yeah. lose a parent. Yeah. You, you've lost both, man. I'm I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I remember thank you. when we spoke last time too. Um, it's actually quite moving hearing you share about your dad. Uh, and what a yeah. what a positive influence he was on your career. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. De- it's definitely. Uh, you know, and I I think you know, and in, in no way is it like a sad or depressing record, but I think that uh, you know, especially when you're when you're writing something and and you write from the heart, and you know, I don't really, I'm not the type that sits around and and my process isn't like, hey, I need a I need a heavy song or I need a song that has to be in six eight or some okay, weird yeah, time signature. Yep. Or I kind of go. My process is I come with. So I'll give you, for instance, on on the new record, like um, there's a track, uh, Life is Precious, which uh-huh. is, uh, what is it, Tracks, track eight. Um, and uh, usually what I do with a song is either I, I have a title or I have something that inspires the, ty- the song and then I start with that. So that actually comes from when I was taking care of my dad. Uh, and he was in the hospital for a long time. And, you know, I was made like the, uh, the person that, um, the pro- healthcare proxy. So I sort of had to make decisions on what was going on. And, uh, you know, my whole uh, thing was if I was in that situation, I would want someone to, you know, there's two different ways yeah, to go. You, okay. you kind of give somebody, you don't give them the real information and you, and you kind of, or you give them the information. So my thing was, I would want to know. So I would tell my father, Hey dad, listen, this is the deal. You know, they want to do this uh, procedure. If we don't do the procedure, you know, basically, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to be good. You're just going to get worse and you you possibly, you know, you're going to pass away or we could try this and it could work and we could, you know, you can start to feel better. So he would say to me, you know, life is precious. Let's, let's go, let's do it. You know? So, and that happened like a couple of times and he would always repeat that phrase. So it stuck in my head. And so that was the inspiration behind the song. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. a beautiful story, man. And uh, that you get to reflect yeah. in these tracks is, is really, is really yeah. cool. What's the, um, it almost doesn't seem important <laughs> to ask this stuff now, <laughs> but um, what, what's, and then what's the production process like? And um how does that happen during uh, COVID? And again, I, mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know you, you lost your producer. Um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, process. right? I mean, and again, I'm this, so sorry. Yeah, this, I know. Uh, I mean, this record really has, you know, so, you know, he, he passed away in December, passed, I think it was December 21st, he passed away. So, the album came out on January 7th. So he actually missed the, the release of the record. Oh, so, you know, this record, you know, tra- transcendence, you know, it basically means like experience going beyond the normal and physical realm. Sure. You know, that kind of like, that's kind of like the, what the meaning is. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to like, when you look at the cover, there's like that shadowy kind of figure, which yeah. is, which is supposed to be me. Yeah. And now since, 
this thing with Steve Simonson, you know, my, my, my good friend passed away that I kind of, he was a guitar player as well. So that little shadow thing to me now is that's Steve. Okay. Yeah. You know, he was always with me. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, there was so much work between him and I that went on, especially during the pandemic. You know, I it was actually, we had a lot of fun because we actually mixed the record like this through zoom. So, you know, you, you were basically, you're basically Steve uh, and I'm here. And, and, uh, we, we would, when we started mixing, he would like get the initial mix going and then he would send it to me for WeTransfer, And then we would pop on to zoom and we both listen to it. Uh-huh. And then I had like a notepad and I yeah. would say, all right, you know, let's, let's do something with the guitars here. They need to be up a little bit. And then we, I would listen up to maybe the delay needs. I don't want to ping pong on that. And so he was doing all the, all the physical, he had the, all the hardware and the software to do everything. So I did the recording here, but he did the mixing. So we would do these things. And like, I, I was, I always look forward to it and it would be like, you know, he would email, then he would email me the, the, the mix after what, what we discussed. Mm-hmm. So we would go back on Zoom, and then I would, yeah, I would listen yeah. to the new mix. We'd go back on Zoom, and then we'd go back and forth about different things. And you know, I could be a pain in the ass, and I, you know, <laughs> so I'm sure uh, he was like, "Oh my God, what is this going to end?" But uh, <laughs> I, I could, because I, you know, I could be, I, you know, the 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 hi hat maybe needs a little bit too loud on it. He was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> so, but uh, but he definitely he he would listen because he knows, like, once I get something in my head. I'll okay. keep bringing it up. So yeah, he yeah, would yeah. do it. And so it was a lot of fun. You know, dip, we've ne- I've never mixed like that before, but it was a yeah. lot of fun because, hey, listen, it was each day, you know, especially staying at home. Sure. I was yeah. looking forward to those times with mm-hmm. him on online. We would see each other. We would get the songs mixed. And it, it took a while, but it, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, so that was the mixing production wise. And yeah. then as far as, it, like I mentioned before, you know, I, I started to get into, I kind of was like at the end, probably like two, that 2017 maybe is when I got, uh, there's a company called Two Notes Engineering, yeah. and they make uh, this this uh, unit called the Torpedo Studio. Um, and basically what I was doing is I would plug my amps into, the, into, into that, and it would go into Pro Tools, and you were able to pick this was a stereo unit. So I could pick like, I could say maybe a, I could get a model, their model of a four, four twelve with greenbacks on one side with vintage thirties. On the other one, I would use a, you know, uh, I mean, I would use vintage thirties. The other side, I would use 25 watt greenbacks. Nice. And then I would listen to how it sounds. And I mean, it just sounded, it sounded so good. I mean, you can't, I mean, there's, I would say 85% was, was done with that. Okay. Because yep. it was done in this studio. Some of it was done in the older studio where I had some mics. I still have mics in here, but to be honest with you, it was so easy to use. And I liked the sound so much that I used it for most of the record. Yeah. And I, I, the, yeah, the other thing that I wanted to, well, I got to bring up about the, this record is the drums were done uh, with an electronic kit. So Kenji played on an electronic kit okay. into, into, the, into the computer. Uh, and then we went into and we used Superior Drummer for the sounds. Okay, for the samples, yeah. Because the drums sound awesome. Yeah. That was going to be one of the questions. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great, right? Uh, how, yeah, I, man. And it's so much It's so much easier. And the, the, I, I think the mix is actually easier. You know, drums is a hard 
I remember uh-huh. when we were doing 821, it's hard to mix all my other records. The drums are the most important thing in the record. So, uh-huh. you know, uh, mixing a live kit is a lot harder than missing, mixing something that's into, into uh, that's a digital kit. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, man, it comes across great. So good. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the tracks. So the opening track, Ring of God, man, that's yeah. awesome. And when, when we talk about some fresh Rob Balducci action, this um, this struck me uh, straight away. So the multimeter stuff moving between three and four, and then my favorite parts <laughs> when, when you, you cross them over um, as the track progresses is awesome, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I you know, I, I, when I was thinking about the record and the, the sequencing of what the songs, that could, that's a big deal with me. Like, I, even though today in today's world, you know, most people they, they just go on and you might listen to one track. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like old school. Like, listen to like people that listen to this record, please listen to it from the top going through because that's the way I kind of like arranged it to be. Yeah. Um, but I needed, I wanted a, a, a track that would hit you when you opened it up. Yeah. And that track ended up being being a really cool track. Uh, and the sound of the guitars, I really liked. Um, the, uh, you know, I, it's, the the inspiration a little bit. You know, that was it was around the whole period with with Eddie Van Halen passing. Sure, so you know, the, yeah. if you notice, the solo has like the has the has the Phase ninety on it. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. Van yeah. Halen, nice. some harmonic stuff. So it was sort of like a homage. <laughs> <laughs> Very... Tapping. I don't. I'm not a big tapper, and that has tapping in there and stuff. So it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote ferocious exclamation mark uh, about the solo. So yeah. <laughs> Good fun. The song "The In Between" that's that's a cool groove as well. And tonally, you're doing some cool stuff with the guitar. At one stage, it morphs into some filtering, and it almost sounds synthy, um, but it yeah. still sounds like you shredding on a guitar. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that that was a fun track. I mean, um, the what 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 happened with that track is I really lo- I love the sound of the rhythm guitars. The drum sound is great. Uh, and you know, I had the bed done, and it was time for me to do the uh, the melodies. And it came to the lead break and stuff. And I was like, you know, the 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 guitar player in me would go into that lead break and just shred all over it. You know, you could do that. <laughs> and I was like, I I I was like, I don't want to do that because I'm sort of like, there's no like, I try not to do the shred for the sake of shred. Yeah, it's gotta sure. be it's gotta be reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, I'm going to do something totally different. So I ended up messing, and I used this a, a lot on the record, I, the uh, Eventide H9. Okay, so I, yeah, was, cool. I was going through there, and I found some weird, like, so it's like a synth okay. kind of like patch that they had. I kind of messed with it a little bit, and then I put the uh, the Digitech Whammy on with it. So that's how you, you hear that, that yeah. weird, like it almost sounds like the keyboard yeah, yeah guy turning it's like a pitch thing. wheel for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the whammy, it's the whammy uh, pedal. So that was that was fun. And then some of the melody to that was done with, uh, yeah. Let me think. That was the uh, Ibanez, Paul Gilbert, the uh, airplane flanger. It's oh, got a okay. very unique tone to it. Yeah, nice. And so that was done on that metal. You know, because I. Again, I wanted to give the track a different flavor. Yep. Cool. And I, I, I think it ended up coming out really cool. I loved it. I love hearing the whammy. You've, I think you've always done quite interesting things with 
the whammy and octaves and that. So it was nice to hear those touches as well. I think, oh, yeah, there's Rob. But yeah. again, like we say, <laughs> like pushing it somewhere else. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. The, the track the track Bliss has got some really beautiful and expressive whammy bar stuff. I love that. What's who inspires that in your playing or how how does that fit in as part of your voice? Yeah, I mean the the, the bar has definitely has definitely uh been it's like a part of my playing now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like if you, if, if if I play a guitar without a with a trem on it, like I'm always you'll see me sometimes and I'll try to reach for it. It's not there. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean that that was that's an interesting track. That was the, actually the first track for the record that I recorded. Okay. And yep. that was done in 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 Blue Buddha 1 and it was done with it's a, it's interesting cuz a lot of stuff on this record was stuff that I on the original demo when I started to make the track, I ended up using the tracks. So that whole track all the guitar parts were, were done with the uh, atomic amplifier pedal. Okay, yep. So the guitar tone on the cleans were done through that. So basically what happened was I kind of got like an idea for, for the song. I laid it down and, you know, and, and, and I, so I laid down the rhythm track to a click. And then what I usually do is then I, I'll put like a basic drum track, you know, like a, drum machine down and then then we replace it later and then i i do like a i well anything that has clean tracks i then i go and i put another clean track on it so i did that and you know that was sort of like the demo of it and then i was like you know what let me let, let me try and like think of a melody to play so i went back in and i started to do that and that's the that everything there is what's what's that what came made it to the record the the uh, the melody and the and the lead break and all that was like one take going nice, through. Nice. Um, and I you know I didn't I, I I was like, why should I go back and replace it? You know, because it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter how many times you practice something. You go back and you never gonna, It's never you're never going to play it the same. Never. So I I captured what was on there. And I, I, there's something about it that stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not touching it. There might be a little mistake here and there or whatever. And I was like, ah, forget it. And I, I think it's a cool, very cool track. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you know, very, be, you know, kind of like Jeff Becky inspired. Yeah. Okay. Again, not a, not a lot of, uh, you know, there's not a lot of wasted notes on it. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when we were doing it, we were mixing it. And uh, Steve was like, uh, yeah, you know, it's it could be a little bit long. You know, should we do a fade? And, and you know, and I listened back to it, and I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm not worried about you know, the length of a song doesn't mean anything to me. It's like the ideas have to be yeah 
I, if I feel it's, it's not, you know, it's got to go longer, it's got to go longer. It's not like what you, we're, we're, we're writing for the radio or yes, something. Yeah, of course. So uh, yeah. I was like, no, let's leave it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it came out really, really cool, you know, uh, and the t- a lot of the, a lot of the melody parts and stuff also, uh, and a lot on this record where I didn't use a pick and it was just my fingers. Oh, okay. Have you done that much before? No, I, you know, I did it here and there Okay. on, on record, but this record a, a lot like that, I think that whole track was done with, with, uh, you know, no pick, um, life is precious. Some stuff on there as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I you get a different tone, and again, it makes you play. It makes you play different. Is um, you know? is an ex- I'm trying to guess now which ones you might not have been using a pick. Is uh twelve twenty four? Is there any that finger approach on that one? M- majority of that is 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 hands. Okay, yeah. nice. I love that. Yeah, I I love the phrase. I I think the phrasing on there is is that's one of the tracks that I think for me in particular. I think is different for me okay uh, my, yep. my phrasing is different you know I, I just it's a very cool track to me i love the guitar tone um yeah. it, it feels to me very dynamic that's how it struck me so you can really hear and feel when you're digging in a little harder on that tone um yeah and with I mean, your that, fingers, that's, that's why i guess that one perhaps... that's where it comes cool yeah especially that, that that's the, the the you know the fingers pick up the nuances you know what you were saying before is with the fingers, the the dynamic like the dynamics really come out when you use your fingers because you could you know you play really lightly yeah yeah and then dig in and you know you could be on a distorted sound and you pick you know, slightly and you know you don't get the overdrive you kind of get like a nice kind of tone out of it and then you dig in and you get the overdrive it's really interesting. What guitar are you playing on that track? That track is the the is the newer uh it's the az uh, ivan is az prestige uh the 20 i think it's called the 2402 it's the uh flat white okay model. yep yep uh and it has uh dimaggio's it's got the uh paf joe in the in the neck and the bridge is a is a is a uh they did it like a custom kind of thing wire for me on that one like i want i like the the uh, andy timmons uh bridge pickup mm-hmm. but i asked them to make it a little bit hotter okay. and that's what's yep. in that guitar I, I really like that's like my favorite sounding guitar now I yeah really guitar. that's cool man yeah. that's great when you say they wound it a little hot that's damasio we're talking about there yeah who you've been yeah working DiMar- with for a long time. I, I mean i don't uh, i only play damasio's i've been with them god how many years now so if I, I'm with Ivanis for 31, Demarzi, I was with them before, so it's got to be 33 years. Yeah, okay, that's okay. great. Yeah, that's it's amazing. a long time. So you, you just you just call up the custom shop and say, "Hey guys, it's Rob again." He's uh. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not I'm not really uh, uh, so much of a of a pain. You know what I mean? Like I think I've asked for two custom things. Yep. This was one of them. Mm-hmm. And then one was like early, like nineteen. Uh, when was it? Right after ni- maybe nineteen ninety seven, uh, nineteen ninety six. On a uh, one of my Ibanez guitars, I I was using the humbucker from hell in the neck, and a tone zone in the bridge. And I remember, you know, I called up. 
Steve Bluch and I was like, Steve, I really, I really like this humbug from hell, but uh, you know, maybe we could do something to it. You think we could, we, we could make it a little bit hotter, uh-huh. you know? He and he's always like, you know, I love him to death, but he's always like, you know, well, why do you want to do that for? <laughs> and I was like, ah, I, I said, you know, maybe a little more, you know, oomph to it, a little more grit or something. So we talked, and then I ended up getting. He ended up sending it to me, and, and he he named it the Humbucker from Brooklyn. Nice, that's cool, man. <laughs> so I have that one, and those are the only two, the only two custom bikes okay. yeah, that I have. Cool. That's great because you know, I mean, they make such great pickups. I mean, it's not like uh, I'm fortunate enough that they, you know, that they did those. I'm fortunate enough to be endorsed with them. I mean, that's great. it's like uh, you know, I would use them. You know, that's the way I am with all my endorsers. Like, uh, you know, I would be using this equipment whether I was endorsed or not, yeah. they have the endorsement. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, it's like icing on a cake. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Ibanez, you just passed 30 years with those guys? That's amazing. Yeah, it's 31 years this year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I mean, it's been a, it's, I, you know, time flies by. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm fortunate enough to be involved with them still and, uh, you know, I, I think it says a lot about the all the companies that I'm with. You, you know, sticking yeah. with uh, an artist. You know, and and it, you know, let's let's face it. It's uh, I'm in a you know kind of a you know it's not like I'm a platinum selling artist or anything. You know, and you know they 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 stood by me. They stand by artists and they kind of develop with them in their career. And that's I, great. you know, that's a very cool thing for 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 companies to do. Yeah, uh, great. So you you could have people. You know in my level of of the industry as and you know you can have people that are you know platinum albums and stuff mm-hmm. and you know we all all kind of take the same space and use the same equipment and they support you know everybody the same way which is a cool thing that's great so you've got the az that's a newer model of course i think i've seen you with a telly shaped ibanez is yeah, that another new one re- that's recent yeah that's recently i i really i really like it uh-huh. well, uh, i really that? like the acs i i mean the thing about the AZs that that I like, it, it's different than anything I have. I never had the, uh, the stainless steel frets before, which I think does add like a nice kind of like sparkle to to the notes. Okay, uh, a little higher end to the notes, um, which I think is really nice. And I love the neck shape on them. Um. Uh, you know, I, I have some uh, stock Ibanez's and then, of course, my LACs. These are more closer to my LAC shape where it's not as thin and it's a, it's a little bit chunkier. Okay. And so it doesn't, you know, I find that flat, flat guitar is like kind of hurts my hand a little bit now. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, these, these are, are really nice for that, very comfortable. Um, I, I'm, I like the... Yeah, again, I never had a guitar that had the roasted the fret, the fretboard in the, oh, okay. the neck. Yep. And I mean, once those guitars were set, I'm I'm not I'm not kidding. I got three of them. They were all set up once, never had to be set up again. The neck, the, the necks don't move. That's amazing. That's so cool. great. So if like you're traveling and you know, I travel with the blue one, which, and even I think the white one too traveled some places, you know, because the, the the new one is the white one is newer, but the blue one that I got went different weathers you know all over the place neck neck just never moved 
<laughs> so it's a great it's great to travel yeah. uh, good guitar travel with the with the roasted maple and the other thing that's different is you know uh, it doesn't have the locking nuts so there's a different you know not that i'm i don't like my guitars with the edges and and, and everything on it but there's a different feel that you get within with a guitar that doesn't have a locking okay okay uh, the bar has a different feel and also you know the feeling of the the the, the neck uh, of the strings, the the tension's different. So it's something that I like. That's cool. That's a subtle thing, but it's a it's a big thing as well, I guess. Yeah, you know, and I thought, you know, you know, you never know, you know, what how things are going to be until you get the guitars. But like I'm a, like we were talking about before, I'm a big trem user, yeah, user abuser, you know, and <laughs> no, no locking thing. I I've had I never haven't had a problem using them, you know, going out of tune or anything. Uh, I find it to be the same as the locking ones because every once in a while the lockings go out too and you have the fine tuner. Yeah. So you, you can fine tune them a little bit here. So instead of doing it down there, I do a little adjustment here and there, but nothing major. Yeah, great. Sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds cool on the tracks as well. What I mean, which is the ultimate. Yeah. So that's cool. And again, yeah, I dig you've you've um, you've worked with with these guys for a while. With with the album distribution, are you doing that yourself or? Yeah. This time around. yeah, yeah. This one and the and the last one, uh, A21 and this one were the first two albums. Uh, you know, the first albums that I released on my own, and I, I released this one on my own as well. Um, that seems to be the trend now. I yeah, mean, sure. um, because uh, I, you know, let's face it. I mean, a lot of stuff is just being released digitally. I still did CDs, mm-hmm. I did physical, but there's no records. You know, there's not a lot of record stores anymore. Yeah, yep. Uh, there's no album places to buy albums. So, I mean, unless, I mean, uh, the, the only reason, you know, a record label would probably be beneficial is probably, I don't think it would it would help on distribution because a lot, most of everything is digital anyway. Anyway, so it yeah, would help exactly. with probably with promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't feel the difference. You know, it was cool, uh, you know, that the albums before came up on uh, the, like most majority of my records were released on Vi's label. Yeah. But then, you know, the, that kind of like went away as well, you know, because of the business of selling stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, uh, they, they say that CD sales are coming back a little bit. I mean, I did the physical, I, I did the physical because me as a, as a person, I still like the physical. Yep. So I figured, you know, I might as well do some CDs and I did get people buying them. And, you know, I do like, like if people are interested in the CD, even if you're interested in a digital download now, I have a new website, you can go on, you can download the CD from there. I also have the backing tracks for the, for this record. I noticed there. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the CD, you know, like I, I, I'll personalize it and I, it comes with a, picture and two picks you know i try to add something in and that's different than just buying you know digital or downloading from itunes or something yeah cool <laughs> one thing i've seen you doing online as well is having a talk through the tracks of the album in these like four five yeah. minute little videos which are really great so I'll, I'll add all the links to your stuff in the show notes but people should definitely check out those videos too i think thank you i think you're up to track yeah, I've been, four I've been... or something you've done yeah, I'm about to do. Um, I'm about to do Bliss. Okay. Uh, I've been like kind of holding it out. You know, it's something to help. You know, bring up the record again. And yeah, stuff. nice. So I've been doing it little by little. Great. Uh, it's fun. Fun thing to do. 
is there anything else we uh, you want to let us know about today, Rob? Um, yeah, you know, I this is something that you know for people to to, to take note of. Uh, I've I've been involved with a company, um, a software company called Overloud Thu. Okay. And it's a guitar software, and I really dig it. Um, and we hooked up, and you know, I did like a. Uh, I, I actually finished it. I've been working on it. I just recently finished it. So it's a preset pack, Rob Aldici preset pack that you'll be able to purchase. And it has like around 20 presets that I came up with. And I kind of like did like, like the like new record, I did like a preset for 1224 for the lead and melody sound. I did one for the uh, rhythm sound. And then the backing tracks are going to come with it as well. So it's, yeah. Yeah, links to the website. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, definitely check out uh, people at, to check out the new robbaldici.com because it's definitely, uh, I updated the website. Uh, it's more personable and you'll see new stuff coming on there. Um, like you'll start to see more of the, like the backing tracks and the new record around there. I'm probably going to slowly put the backing tracks and the other records up there. Great. Um, and I got like, uh, you know, the first time in a long time, I have like shirts available that you can buy on there. So definitely people should check it out. Excellent. Good to hear, Rob. Well, <laughs> you've, you've obviously uh, been super productive during the last crazy couple of years. You've, you've kept powering yeah. on and you've released an amazing record. So again, congratulations. I'm, I'm so happy for you and, and, and the other cool music stuff going on with you right now. Thank so you so much. Thanks for coming back on the show, man. It's always great to speak with you. Yeah. A lot of fun. I, I like it. I, I, you know, good luck with with uh, the the the, uh, the show. I mean, I, it's cool. Thank you. Uh, it's always good to talk with you. And I, I listened to your interview. I, I listened to the Guthrie one. That was that was pretty, really interesting. Oh, cool. Um, That's it awesome. Not, it's good show. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, there you go, Rob Balducci. I'm super happy to call Rob a friend of the show. Always love speaking to him. And yeah, check out that album. Check out the links to robbalducci.com that will be in the show notes. All right, hey, thanks for joining me on the Guitar Speak podcast. There's heaps of great stuff still to come. Andy Timmons, uh, Dave Leslie of the Baby Animals comes to tell us about his new band. We talked to Chad Wynn, who was a, a luthier inside Gibson during the Firebird X days. So to get the backstory on that, super cool. Our iconic albums, our iconic guitar series continues with my co-hosts Rob and Gabor. We've got a lot of fun episodes ready to launch as well. So heaps of cool stuff going on. Heaps of good episodes in the back catalogue too. Satriani, episode 200, that was pretty cool. Guthrie Gavan, David Aegis, uh, that's some of the recent interviews we've, we've checked out. All right, my name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. And in the words of Michael Schenker, Keep rocking. Keep on rocking. Keep on rocking, indeed. I'll catch you next time.